Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is supported by SafeBand. SafeBand is the indigo silicon wristband that lets people know that you, or a member of your family, has been vaccinated to protect them from COVID-19. And with every SafeBand that's ordered by you, or people like you, we donate one to a frontline key worker or vulnerable member of the community. Slowly, life will return to how it once was. Until then, we're determined to get things back to normal for those who've taken the first step. Find out more by clicking the link in the description or visiting safeband.me. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler, and this is the first of a two-part podcast. It's just going to be about 20 to 30 minutes on myself and Joel Sked. Hello. Talking through the two Scottish Premiership games that happened at the weekend. That was Livingston the Beaten. Uh, Livingston the Beaten? There's a new word. So, so, not what you meant. <laughs> no, not what I meant. <laughs> Defeating and beating uh, Hamilton, both at the same time. Uh, 2-1 uh, at the Tony Macaroni, and also a 2-1 victory for Hibs up in the Highlands away to Ross County. Then the second half of the podcast will be a special interview between Craig Cairns and former Hearts manager Daniel Stendhal. So that'll be coming up later on. In the meantime, Joel, let's begin with the game in Ammonville. Livingston defeating Hamilton 2-1. And Livy getting back to winning ways after a kind of a rough patch and maybe a result that, well, you would maybe fancy Livingston to win at home at Hamilton. The fact that it came out before the match that Scott Robinson was not going to be available for selection. It looks like he's on his way out of the club and there has been, because he has a contract in the summer and there might be some kind of animosity there where maybe it, the details haven't really come out as far as I'm aware, but it's either Robinson says, like, I'm away at the end of the season and I 
don't really care about playing <laughs> until that's done. Or um, he said he, he's already talking to other clubs and he wants to leave at the end of the campaign. And Martindale's gone. Well, we we don't need you anyway uh, because we have J. Emmanuel Thomas, and <laughs> that worked out all right. But first of all, what did you kind of make of the the Robinson situation before the game? Firstly, I, uh, I when you were talking about the first part of first of two parts, I was like, shit, I'm not prepared for a second part. I don't know about a second part. So that that was a, that was a massive relief. Uh, <laughs> the, the the Robinson one, I, I had no idea about until folk were uh, talking about it on the group chat just before the the game kicked off or during the game. It's a really I found it a really strange one because I went back and listened to Martindale's comments and it seems like it seems something more serious has gone on just just from my reading about it I don't know don't know the background but just from my reading about uh, just from that interview something more serious has gone on than simply Robinson has indicated his desire to move on at the end of the season. I know Martindale said that with Livingston, it's about the collective. It's, but if you want to be here, then you've, you've got a chance to play. If you don't want to be here, then you're not really in his plans. But at the same time, Scott Robinson never struck me as a type of player to like kind of down tools uh, just because just his mentality, his attitude that you see on the pitch. Again, this is this is only, I'm only taking this from what I see on the pitch, but it, it, it's, it's, it's a strange one. And it'll be interesting to see how that develops in the summer because I'm, I'm guessing it'll be... Um, Robinson won't speak much between now and the end of uh, the end of his contract. I'm going to say won't speak much. It sounds like he has been uh, locked up at somewhere by Martin Dale until the end of his contract. <laughs> yeah, you, you would be very surprised if if it was if it was Robinson saying like I, I don't want to play because that's just that completely goes against what he is as a player. And it's not mm-hmm. like I mean, wherever he ends up, it's going to be. I mean, I think he's been. I think there's been a rumor that he's going to Motherwell. It'll be a club of that stature. It'll, it will be more money, uh, but it's not exactly like he's going to sign a, a deal that's going to give him fifty grand a week. And he's like, <laughs> I better, you know, just not play in, until then. Five grand a week. I know it's not even going to be that. So it's, it's not like he's he's going to sit out for this big massive payday. So yeah, you reckon it would just? It's probably just been a falling out over over the fact that he is leaving. Maybe. Maybe Livingston kind of wondered whether they would maybe get a bit more loyalty from him, considering they kind of picked him up in, in League One. But you know, yeah, you only got it's, one... a sh- it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's, it's, if this is how it ends between the, the the two, it is a shame because it has been one hell of a story. And he's kind of Livingston's rise through the leagues. So he's been there the entire time, uh, and he's the one that's, that stayed the longest as well. If you think like most of the other guys who were in League One, uh, Lithgow's still there, but he's not playing really mm-hmm. at all this season. And if you think of the other guys, Gallagher, um, Halkett are away. Um, Pittman's still there, I suppose. Pittman and Jacobs, I think Jacobs has still got an injury. But yeah, Pittman, yeah. I think Pittman's the only one that's, uh, Alan Robinson who's been a regular. And he has signed uh, contracts uh, yeah. in the past before, so maybe that was, they weren't expected Robinson to do similar. But anyway, he did play, J. Emmanuel Thomas played up front instead. And I think it's fair to say you saw the best and the worst of J. Emmanuel Thomas throughout, throughout this game. Uh, yeah, up. absolutely. I mean, I think we'll obviously start with his goal. It's one where his touch and finish, I don't think you can defend against that. I don't think there's anything you can do to stop that. I mean, there's a lot in the build-up that uh, Aki's could have done to stop it and get to that. But in terms of the actual getting into his feet, him taking a touch and turning, there is absolutely... I just don't, I generally don't think there's anything Adam Martin could have done better. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's so big that, I mean, if he's if he's going to have a touch like that, well, he's back to a defender. I don't know. Yeah, what, what can a defender actually do other than maybe climb, climb, all, climb all over him and try to put yeah. him off balance? But if you do that, you're at risk of giving away a penalty. 
Yeah, it, it, just looking at the different angles, it seemed like Martin just he, at no point he could he see the ball. And uh, G. Emmanuel Thomas did it so quickly. It was a stunning finish. Seen Alan Petullo, I think he was asked about it after the game. And he compared it to the Thierry Henry strike, of course. G. Emmanuel Thomas used to play for Arsenal. I think uh, Henry was uh, one of his uh, one of his idols. And you could see why he was so highly thought of when he was breaking through Arsenal, because he has that, has that ability. You talk about his... Uh, the other side of his game, he is so bad with the ball. He's back. I mean, he, he was he was great with his with the ball, uh, with his back to goal in that instance. But in terms of build up play, I just think he's for someone his size and stature, he he, he gets the ball nicked off him far too often. Yeah, he does. He does far and too often. You've seen that with the Akaki's equaliser. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, it's still a great finish uh, from Callum Smith. And I mean, in those normal situations, you wouldn't be giving away a goal, but. It was, yeah. He, he took far too many touches in the middle of the park where you shouldn't be doing that. I think there was kind of to be still one of his better performances in terms of doing that. I think mm-hmm. what I found quite interesting, mm-hmm. if you compare him to kind of Robinson playing that role, is that Robinson seems to play kind of higher up the park, uh, like going kind of toe-to-toe with the centre-halves, whereas J. Emmanuel Thomas in, in this game, he was dropping very deep to do that link play. And every time the kind of ball would go up to him, there always seemed to be at least one other Levy player kind of ahead of him or at least kind of level with him. And he, was, he, he wasn't really fighting off defenders. He was dropping kind of almost into the space where like Haki Madoffin was. And although you kind of think, in some ways you would think that's a bit of a strange thing to do because you think J. Emmanuel Thomas, the size of him, you want to get him up against opposing defenders and use that strength that he's got. Whereas, you know, Scott Robinson's about ha- literally about half his size. So you would think, well, why is he battling other defenders? But... Chris Robinson has a lot more kind of mobility and J. Emmanuel Thomas has none, basically. If you put him at the top of the pitch and ask him to do that, then he's just going to get too isolated if nobody's close to him. So if you get him dropping as deep as he was to, to get involved in the play, then I think he can be a bit more effective in that kind of link-up role because then it allows... he's Because he's coming into so much space, his lack of mobility is then not as much of an issue, although it still has been, of course, as we, we said with the goal, that the goal is maybe the, the bad instance of that, where he, when he does give it away, you've not got as much protection. Yeah, uh, I was going to stop, say. Stopping the other team scoring. But in terms of your own kind of attack, I think that's quite a clever way of getting the best out of him. Yeah, it, that's that, that that's interesting. It's like you said, he runs the risk off because of his uh, he doesn't protect the ball as well as other players. That he runs the risk off losing the ball in dangerous areas because that's what Aki's wanted. Sorry if there's any background noise. My dog has been the biggest wee. I was going to say, but the biggest cunt in the world going. <laughs> Stop being a wee prick. Um, yeah. <laughs> He is. Uh, he's just one of those where he, he needs to protect the ball, and I think that's something that uh, Martindale will want more of. Is he should be protecting the ball, the ball better. Um, but there's there's definitely something to work with there, just because uh, you see with his his talent in front of goal. But there has been occasions this season where I think Martindale has been unhappy with the fact that Jet has been too deep. I think he wants as he's as a striker, he wants when the ball's in the final third, he wants to, him in the box. As much as possible. Yeah, I mean, you should always, yeah, you should always. Um, uh, I don't know, bust a bust a gut is the right expression for J. Emmanuel Thomas running from deep to get into the box. But I think, yeah, yeah, whenever the ball kind of moves wide, he should be looking to to get into the penalty area and, and try and score more goals because that's kind of been kind of kind of one of his main issues in, in football is his lack of goals since that kind of 
uh, I can't remember the club, but the kind of last time he was kind of forcing the, the second tier of English football and managing to, to score fairly regularly. Uh, he's, he's not done it enough since then. And that's kind of, it was something that always reminded me about kind of Christian Nadi when he was at Hearts uh, and how often he would uh, just kind of stand on the edge of the box, like having got involved in play. And then when it gets to actually trying to get like a ball in the box, instead of like, you know, attacking the six yard box, or getting into the areas where you're most likely to score, he would just kind of hang back. And J. Emmanuel Thomas is definitely kind of guilty of that. But I did think overall it was a kind of promising off performance from him to say that Livingston should be all right uh, without him. But it's the same time you say should be all right. What do you kind of mean anyway? Is it just a case for Livingston between now and the end of the season that don't you know don't end the the, the campaign on a low note? where it could possibly roll into next season and you've got a, a situation where it's like Park Thistle with this, the campaign they finished top six and then just got pumped in every single game and that kind of hangover lasted to the following campaign and then they got relegated. Uh, but I suppose Livy at the same time shouldn't give up on finishing fourth in the table. Uh, and also as well, the kind of uh, what's the points difference between them and St Mirren? Yeah, so it's it's not much. I was looking at this. I was looking at this today, and Livingston. I think it's, it's getting into the top six. I think it's a. I know, ideally, the aim to finish fourth, but it's about consolidating that fifth place because fifth place more than likely will get land you European football just because of the way uh, whoever wins the the Scottish Cup. That's right. But, it's only, you're right. It's only four points between yeah, them and St. Martin. It's about more looking over their looking over their shoulders and looking up. I know that's that's maybe you think lacking a bit of ambition, but I would say it's more more realism and just uh, just trying to consolidate that fifth place because fifth place back to back fifth back, yeah back to back fifth place finishes and uh, getting into Europe would be uh, an incredible achievement. Before we move on, Nicky Devlin, outstanding. Yes, he was an absolute powerhouse at, at right back. I felt for Kyle Monroe. Monroe had a really tough game. He's seen it with the first goal. Uh, Devlin obviously played a, a key role in that, diving in so naively, and that just opens up space to, uh, for uh, for Devlin. Devlin is someone like kind of uh, Sean Rooney, uh, Jason Naismith, who once when they go when they get going down the right hand side down the wing, they are very hard to stop. They're not. They're not. Uh, they don't have a lot, a lot of finesse, but what they do have is uh, is, is just sheer power. Uh, as for Aki's, I don't think there was a, a whole lot to be critical about. They're, they're obviously kind of struggling a bit with injuries. Uh, if you kind of look at their team, missing a, a few key, key players: Scott McMahon, um, Marius Ogunpo up front. Uh, they went with Smith instead of Moyo. I was quite surprised. It was a couple of, one thing. I was surprised that Moyo didn't come off the bench until injury time because they typically like that kind of more kind of physical presence up front. And I think they, they missed it a bit, but at the same time, Moyo is rubbish. So like, and Smith scored. So it's like, maybe that's why he didn't come off the bench until it was injury time. Yeah, that, that was a strange one for me. I think I've seen a few Aki's fans uh, mention that as well, that Rice didn't change it till kind of late on in terms of in, 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 the, in the final third. I must be one of like three people who actually think uh, there's something there in Moyo. But this is you, Moyo, and his mum. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're we've got a strong Moyo supporters club. Um, I, I there's something I just think there's something about him. I think he he can be good in good in there. He wants to win uh, flick ons, and Will Smith scored an excellent goal, and he did did work hard just like uh, Anderson. Just he, I think it would have been it would have been shrewd to give give him a wee bit extra, even if he played kind of three up. And yeah. just give Livingston something else to to think about and go direct because let's face it, it was a 
a very back-to-front game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ball was getting kicked fuck out of basically. I, I think uh, it's, I looked on looked on Wisecout and I think the the average um so I think the average like possessions so or the average pass uh, uh bit of play per team or like before they lost the ball was two passes. So that's that was like the average that they put together, which 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 says a lot. Yes, it certainly does. The one another kind of uh, thing that just kind of bothered me a little bit, kind of comparing Aki's uh, the kind of the, the setup from this game and the last time I saw them play, which was the Motherwell game. And I kind of thought in the Motherwell match, I thought that Ross Callahan was given a wee bit more freedom to, to play further forward. It was almost like in the Motherwell game, try to remember who the mid- other midfield partner was. I think it was Charlie Trafford. So you had Trafford and, and Ogunpo kind of playing uh, like as a kind of two number eights along the four. And then you had Callahan in front of them. So he was almost like, if you want to kind of compare it to St. Johnson's team sometimes this season, it was almost like he was an extra forward in that game. And I think that suits Callahan a bit more because he allows him, it allows those kind of chaos abilities to, to really kind of impact the game in the final third. And this game, it was more of a kind of disciplined role, kind of as a number eight on one side with it's Scott, Scott Martin, a number eight on the other side. And I don't know, I just thought it kind of curtailed him a bit. He still had one chance uh, fairly late on where he made a, a great run off the ball and Martin, uh, who was actually, found him with a really good through ball and Callum was a little bit unlucky that he's kind of shot for shot in the kind of turn from an angle, just went past the far post. But otherwise, it was a kind of fairly quiet game from him and I think they needed to maybe do more to get him further forward to, to support the two strikers. That was that was my big takeaway from Aki's. Other than their inability to sorry, inability their uh, tendency to get duped by Livingston throw-ins. they always thought Devlin was going to throw it long. He seen with the first goal, and he would just play play it short and be a two and one. And it was kind of just basics. But other than that, was they just they just seemed predictable. They just seemed predictable, and like I said, there was Callahan that that one that one great running chance that was about, and they just they're lacking they're lacking a certain chaos. Yeah, right. Let's move on to the game of the Highlands. Hibs coming from behind to win two one with a, a little help from the referee. I think it has to be said in this one, uh, John beating two bad decisions uh, involving Martin Boyle. The first one I've got a bit of sympathy uh, because it's. In real time, I thought, oh, that could be a penalty. And then it's only kind of the replays where I saw that, yeah, Boyle initiates the contact. It's a very similar penalty to the one that County uh, gave away against St Mirren, where it's a case of, a, of an attacking player just kind of getting their legs in front of the defender and waiting for the contact and then going over. Uh, Hughes called it a dive. That that bit wasn't a dive for me. There was a dive later on, though, when he went it was down a the second box. Dive, yes, yeah. yes, that was definitely a dive. And John Beaton shot it because he should have sent Martin Boyle off. Because he didn't think it was a penalty. You could tell right away it was one of those ones where he's either dived or it's a foul. It's it's not going to be like like a little bit of contact and oh, it's, it's not enough for a penalty. It's one of those where if there is contact, it's definitely a foul. It's definitely a penalty. And for him to come to the conclusion that it was neither, it just told me that he, he bottled it, which is weird for John Beaton because... While I don't really like him as a referee, he's not exactly somebody that isn't like strong. Like he doesn't lack conviction. He, he it's not like he he doubts himself very often. So it was surprising to see him keep his cards in his pocket. Yeah, that that second one was the, the thing about it is that his positioning. Like I said, he's, 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 he's bottled it because his position was bang on. There wasn't any, anything obstructing. It was very obvious just the way that the, the Boyle's movement 
into into Naismith. The first one I can have, there's a degree of sympathy for the first one. That's it, it just looks it looks it looks clumsy and like uh, when you first see it by Yakaviti. Obviously, it wasn't he, he was duped out, but I mean, I'm not going to dig boil out in both circumstances where I've done the same. Yes, I would have done the same. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and if you're a Hibs fan, you're delighted with. His, his ability to win that penalty because it was looking, it's going to look a bit tough for them with that situation. They'd, they were, they were the, I thought they were much a better team in the first half. Yeah. But every time it went to the final third, pretty much, apart for that Chris Cadden chance, it seemed every time it went to the final third, it just kind of broke down in, in terms of like somebody would overhit a cross. Or uh, offside. Uh, or offside, offside, that happened all the time. Uh, or somebody would take a bad touch. And it just didn't quite click for them. And then they go a goal down, the goal's, Pretty poor defending. It's, it's kind of a combination of things. Uh, I saw the chat. Uh, I, thought, I just wonder, just because uh, Sean and, and Telfer are just very happy to, to dig out Ryan Porteous any chance to get. But see, he was getting blamed for it. He can get a bit of the blame because the ball does go over his head. And because he just kind of stands and lets it go over, that then allows... He, he would have been marking right. Uh, sorry, White. Uh, Jordan White had he been had he been following the play. And then Hanlon has to go across and that leaves Mackay free. But at the same time, the ball hangs in the air that much, it drops on the edge of the six-yard box. Where the hell's Marciano? Yeah, there was. Uh, it was a hard one to. It was a hard one to analyze, but just because the uh, it was there wasn't really a an a, an analysis uh, camera where you can see all the pitch to yeah. see w- w- who's moved away or who's picking up who. Ninety, there's a, a account of just recently followed like, at ninety-one twenty-five. It's a hips analysis. Uh, uh, Twitter account and I'm guessing 9125 relates to some goal in a Scottish Cup final or something. The um but the, he he looked at it. He looked at it and it was basically I think Hanlon got Hanlon got dragged out to the left and Porteous obviously Porteous didn't get a, a great clearance, but he, he cleared the box. That was the main thing. And I think McGinn potentially just sat a wee bit too deep. And then played white on, and then Mackay was just uh, kind of similar to the goal, first goal Mackay scored last week, where he was just mm-hmm. he was able to enter the box free and just kind of read where the uh, read the play. Yeah, and also as well, I did have a degree of sympathy. It's one of those ones where if you watch it on sports scene, I don't think it quite comes across just how much the elements changed in like the minute before that, like about two minutes before that goal, it was like clear of sunshine and then the rain the, just started battering the pitch and the wind really picked up and that was another bit as well it looked like when the ball was first played back in the box it looked like it was just going to carry out a play but it just hung up there and I wonder if the elements had a, a kind of major factor in that as well but well, that, that's, that's, that's the only thing I would say for Marciano is if they just didn't get a reading on it at all yeah it's uh, as going back to my goalkeeper experience as as those kind of balls are very very difficult to judge, especially when like me you are a massive shite bag for coming off your line. But it's one of those where I think with the trajectory of the ball, even if he just came out and just punched it, because he is a, he's a good puncher of the ball. Look at it, uh, Boyle. He's obviously the villain of the piece, but I thought he was very good throughout the game. I, I was quite impressed with the fact that. Because I quite like him up front because it allows him to, to stretch defences a lot easier. Can then if he's playing wing back, then he could obviously have to do two two roles and concentrate on defending. This just kind of playing through the centre allows him just to be an attacker, and he's really kind of clever at picking up these kind of pockets of space around about the pitch and, and playing in the front line does offer him that opportunity a bit more. But even after he moved to right wing back, I still felt like he was popping up everywhere, like he, he wasn't just stuck on the right yeah. wing. 
He was the. It was kind of the position mind when it was. It would have been under Lennon, where they, it was. It was kind of lopsided back three, where Stevenson was just effectively played as a fullback, and Boyle was more of a winger. That's what it, it struck. But he was a bit more free, free with his movement. I do. I was really uh, talking about Boyle. For what made him have a good game was Irvin having Irvin behind him because Irvin was just constantly on play, look uh, up on play, looking to play through balls behind. I know a few times, especially in the first half, made frustrating for Hibs fans because the amount of times that they got caught offside. But there's a lot to a lot to be positive about that connection if it can be built because obviously Scott Scott Allen's got. Um, probably won't be fully fit or back in the starting living this season uh, on a regular basis. So Jackson Irvin played more as a number 10. And if uh, something that I didn't really think of Irvin when he was in his first spell, well, in his first spell in Scotland with County and Kelly, is that having that having that vision, having that ability to play through balls. But he's, he looks like he's just gone down to England and just continued his, his rise the way he did in uh, in Scotland. And he is, he's a player that I just look at and I think you were the, you were the same just thinking, by God, I wish it was in the hearts team. <laughs> <laughs> I was gutted when he signed for him. Yeah, it's uh, so good. Especially Tony's like, getting annoyed that it was just till the end of the season. Who cares? We just get to enjoy this fucking Ferrari for like four months. That's that's four months better than, than not having it. Uh, but obviously, yeah, they'll, they'll be working to, to try and get him uh, signed up to a new deal. Yeah, he has kind of made noises that he would be interested, but I would I'd imagine he'd be wanting kind of hefty wage demands for, for that to be a thing. But if they can, it'd be terrific business for Hibs because the fact is as well, he barely played in a year. He just yeah. came in and he was like, looked rusty for about two games. And then since then, he's just been, it's, it just looked like, well, he looked like himself except better. Like, as you see, he's, he's developed in England and he's just like, just such a great all-round midfielder. Anything on County before we finish? No, no, not really. I think the... the defenders piss poor from Nisbet's goal. Oh yeah, it's, it's 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 all over the place. I mean, Hibs Hibs did well to continue to because again, you go back to Irvin playing Boyle, and that's what that was the first uh, like the first chance, and it just the, the ball just kept getting recycled. Hibs just packed the area, packed uh, packed the final third, and I just don't know how Nisbet was it was left with so much space, with so much space. It was it was very bad. But I think it's Jakovic who has to move across. Yeah. Because when Hanlon enters the box, that, that kind of drags the entire defence across, and Hilda just doesn't go. Just doesn't tuck in. Yeah, he just uh, he just stands there as if his, his job is just to uh, mark Martin Boyle, who's, like who's no danger whatsoever, basically standing on the wing, uh, and Nisbet's just right there in front of him, and he just just ignores him. I really don't know what to make of make of County to be honest. I'm not wasn't overly impressed when their win against Kilmarnock. I think that was that was two really poor teams. The uh, <sighs> There's there's elements of the team I like. White's done a lot better than I thought, and it seems like Billy McKay is is found form at the the perfect opportunity, and he's he, he looks like in his kind of predatory best because he is dropping deep, and he's not just playing as a number nine. We've seen that Inverness he can do is in his first spell we could there was a lot of strings to his bow, and I quite like the look of Charlie Lacking, but there's just. There's just a lot of vulnerabilities about the county team as well, and we go back to the, the, the certainly the defence. Yeah, thirteen penalties conceded this season. I know, I know that one was harsh on Saturday, uh, and the previous one was harsh, but it's still wild. Yeah, that is that's, uh, and I think they've got a pretty poor record from set pieces as well, which is 
not what you need in the Scottish Premiership. No, not at all. Right, uh, that'll do us for now. If you'd like to hear more from myself and Joel, uh, we will be back tomorrow with uh, a short Patreon uh, just kind of reacting to the Scotland squad. So there'll be no uh, £2 Patreon going up tonight. That'll go up tomorrow instead. And yeah, I think that's it. So yeah, thank you very much for joining me, Joel. And uh, I hope everybody enjoys this interview we've got coming up. Goodbye. Goodbye. My name is Craig Cairns and I used to be 17. Now last week I had the pleasure of talking to former Hearts manager Daniel Stendhal. We spoke about his time in Edinburgh including his style of play and his decision to drop club captain Christoph Berra. But I began by asking him how the job at Hearts came about. I have some calls with, uh, with Anne Budge before I I met her in, in Edinburgh and, um, and uh, she convinced me to, to say yes to the job um, um, it was not my biggest goal but uh, when I was there and uh, looked um, the, the facilities from the club uh, and the stadium and I, I speak with Anne and the board about the visions for the club and uh, um, yeah I, I can see the potential from from, from heart and I um, the hearts board want me and I have the feeling we, we started a new era new era, era. from hearts and with more success and and we, we built uh, a new new team and and a new new mentality for the club and this was uh, this feeling and um, the trust from from the talks with the uh, interview with uh, with Anne and the board uh, the board was um, and and decided for me to say yes. And then a little bit like new start from all from the team, from the style to play, from the work in the club. All things looked uh, like we want to start new. Yeah. And you mentioned your style of play there. What 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 is what's Daniel Stendhal's style of play? I would say um, I want to be play active with mentality and uh, emotions and uh, play in front high press uh, quick transition like this um, um, yeah I would say attacking football <laughs> okay okay some pick out for Pazanic Davis away but only as far as Boyce it's really a Boyce You managed to win against Hibs and twice against Rangers, and you maybe well you did you struggled against smaller teams. Yeah. Do you know why do you think this style worked in bigger games, but not maybe against the smaller teams? Good question. I, I think it was not the reason from uh, the struggling was not the, the other teams. I think it was more our team. I think. Um, um, the team realized in this situation we can lose some things, yeah. And uh, yeah, our performance was in this games we really, really worse sometimes. And uh, we we can play so much better. We 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 show it in, in in some games, 
uh, and against bigger teams, better teams. But uh, but uh, the the quality and the, the performance is not only the quality from the player or from the coach. Is sometimes is uh, the mentality to to handle the the pressure, especially in games when you when you know okay, we have to win this game and. Um, the other teams, I think, played played easier, but uh, a little bit uh, with the mentality like the most of teams when when the play when the play uh, games uh, against Celtic or Rangers, we we can only win, not lose, and uh, we have sometimes the the problem to to um, to say okay, we have to win today. And uh, and it was sometimes for my feeling that the player cannot uh, uh, okay in German is call up call up your normal yeah, performance you know from power on White O'Donnell's been introduced now down this right hand side Brophy's screaming for it takes it cuts inside Brophy on the left foot yes it's on to come on Brophy on the left foot on the edge of the area that is absolute delight from Eamon Brophy who scores his sixth goal in the league of the season yeah, they cannot bring well, they not bring your normal performance in games with uh, with more pressure on our side, yeah, and um, yeah, I think in the first a little bit was uh, in the first time uh, the feeling we we want to change the the style to play the a lot of things we want to change and uh, uh, I think in the first time was a little bit too much for for the player for the staff for the for the club <laughs> sometimes um, yeah but. Uh, it was for me also new, new, new league and um, a new club, and uh, I not really knew all players. Some players was uh, injured in this time or come back, um, uh, like like Connor Washington and John Sutter mm-hmm. and some other player. Uh, uh, Stevie Naismith was uh, uh, sometimes um, uh, not 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 fit in this moment and. Um, and uh, yeah, in the first time you can see the it was not so easy for 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 the player to change the mindset for for the game in the head. And uh, um, but I think uh, with the last game in in, in twenty nineteen was uh, with uh, against uh, Aberdeen was was a really good game. And then we we started a little bit better. At, um, or we changed more our game, and uh, but uh, yeah, in this moment was for me the main main f- focus was more to to change because everybody told me we have good quality, we have a good team. Some player come back, and it's easy to to um, to stay up in the league. Yeah, and I thought okay. And my all was in the first okay. Um, the feeling was um, change the style, change the the atmosphere in the club to 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 bring back winner a winner mentality. Yeah, and um, and um, I I know later in the in in 
after after one month, six weeks, um, that we need for the first we need better results, uh, and um, and then came the pressure, uh, and uh, and um, and um, I think we we not constantly can bring our our performance on the pitch, and this was a little bit the problem, especially against. Uh, the teams from the bottom in, in the league and it was important for us it was more important than some other games but uh, yeah uh, doesn't matter I thought we, we can change it and we can stay up in the league we we have eight games left and uh, uh, I think um, okay the last the last game was uh, uh, St. Merwin we lost um, but uh, but uh, the games before we 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 win against Hibs, we win against uh, Rangers, we play draw against Motherwell was in a good situation in this moment. I think we have a normal a good good situation, but um, um, we cannot play or not finish the, the league. That was hard for me and hard for all in the club. So you you did see progress from from the players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think so. But uh, um, uh, of the other side, you 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 have some imagines for 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 the style to play for the team. But when you come new in the club, you have a squad, yeah, and 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 you can only play what what uh, uh, what bring the player for quality in the squad, you know. Yeah, uh, and uh, this was for me. In this moment, okay, we realized, okay, we cannot do all things in the first time. We cannot change all, um, and um, we 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 try to keep um, um, the best from from our squad for for better results for stay up in the league. And um, I think without the last game, we we have um, we progressed. What you say? We progressed in the in in the in the last couple of games, and um, I think we have a good chance to to stay up. Hearts head coach uh, Daniel Stendel has defended the fact that the club's captain Christoph Berra has been told to find a new club. Glenn Whelan has also moved on, while Craig Whiten and Jake Mulraney have been told they can also leave. To and one of one of the first decisions you made was to choose some players that you didn't. Like you didn't want to play in in your team. One of those was Christoph Berra, and that that was a big story at the time. Do, looking back, if you could do it again, would you would you make the same decision? Would you do it the same the same way? Um, honestly, in this moment, was for me, uh, I I know he have uh, a big history in, in the club, and um, he have. Uh, a really, really uh, good career, but uh, in this moment, I I have the feeling, um, or some some other player can do it better, and uh, and um, I only look for for the team and for for better results, not for for persons in this moment. Yeah, and I think this was the reason that um, the club warned me that we, we not say okay, what was in the past? No, we want to. Created uh, the future, and um, in this moment was this the decision, and for me was not uh, the the age uh, the decision, not um, um, not the person. Um, it was only my feeling uh, from my impressions from the pitch. The thing is, 
um, I, I try to start with him and um, uh, I, I think I, I give him the chance because we need in our situation player with with uh, experience with with um, the, the the quality to handle the pressure in in, in the big moments um, uh, but it's not worked and my feeling was we, we have to change and uh, I want to give also some some um, some young player the chance to show okay that that, that can be the, the new way from hearts with I think they have a really good academy we have well they have um, some some really good players but uh, they not really play or they not really get the chance to play and um, and um, my feeling in training was um, um, we can improve with, with some some young player not with only some player with a young player but uh, the the mix from from both and uh, yeah and my feeling was we can have a good uh, future with, with uh, some guys uh, from from also from the academy yeah you you mentioned the young players uh, Antin McDonald said some nice things about you Lewis Moore said he really liked your 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 coaching yeah. um why do you think the why do you think the young players um bought into your your style so much okay uh, the first thing i um i have the feeling yeah you you need what do you say when when you come and i think my my style was or my idea to play is uh, maybe a little bit no not maybe in the first time a big different to the style before and then um, and I learned in this time what I what I, what I uh, say and uh, said in the past is uh, I learned it's very difficult in the mid-season to change from from one side to the other side this is my and my experience from from this time yeah but um, you need players uh, open to to for new ideas for new um, uh, thoughts and um, and uh, this was it's easier for 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 young player maybe in this moment and um, when you have uh, like Christoph Bayer yeah or Steve Naismith or yeah some other player played in English Premier League yeah in his career and played national team in his career um, I, I get the, I, I think young player have the feeling we want to achieve like this okay yeah we want to improve we want to develop we want to play maybe in a national team from Scotland or we want to play in uh, in the cup final, we want to play in English. The 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 mentality to achieve things in the future is higher from from a young player, and then it's good when you have a mix between a player like this and you have player like uh, uh, Christoph Bear or Steve Naismith, yeah, or to. to to learn from from this player, they have the experience from 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 the way to start as a as a young player to 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 uh, a big experience player, and um, I think this is what we want to create it. And um, yeah, of course, we have not a, a long enough time. 
Yeah. Um, and what, any any of the young players that you think have a big future in the game? Any that you were that you really enjoyed working with and you were excited about their potential? Yeah. Uh, okay. We we have to say it was only a short uh, term, three months, uh, but uh, I think uh, in a while time. Uh, and and sometimes he showed it was uh, Andy Irving. Can Hearts get back onto level terms at the end of this first half? It comes to Irving on the edge. They can get back level. Andy Irving, the 19-year-old, hammers in a volley, and that was timely. I think he is he's a really good player, and I think he need to a little bit. More more support I, I I realized that after after two three weeks okay he have the potential but he need more more support and and some other player you, you say Louis Muir any McDonald uh, Anthony McDonald was I think he is a really potential player and um, and uh, Harry Cochran yeah I think when we have a little bit more time we we can uh, improve this player to to player for, for Hearts and uh, maybe for more. One of the big issues at Hearts that season before you came to the club also was the was the goalkeeper situation. Was there a reason that you stuck with Joel Pereira for, for so long because he he seemed to have uh, many bad performances? Okay. I think from his 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 quality he have a lot of quality he save boards uh, play with the ball uh, on the foot mm-hmm. um, and if, maybe stand a little bit higher in the game and what we need when we when we uh, want to play what we want uh, what we play and um, I think he have the most potential from our goalkeepers he was a little bit younger than the other guys but um, I think he have the potential. Um, and um, yeah and uh, I think he started well but uh, very similar to the team uh, in some situations he he have problems with the pressure and and um, he yeah he not only alone considered a goal but uh, you can see maybe in this moment we we have to change to more experience maybe um he is more the man for the future when when the situation is maybe a little bit more different and um but um i think we have good goalkeepers it was in this situation only the feeling was a little bit all come together in in a in the worst time <laughs> yeah yeah no i understand i understand what was there an option to to buy a goalkeeper in in january okay okay yeah I think in this moment was our feeling um, we have good goalkeepers in the, in the sport. We have also uh, Harry Stone, a young young goalkeeper, and um, I think for we we not see in this moment the well, saw the the main point to change the goalkeeper or to sign a new goalkeeper. I think. Uh, um, we have uh, some some injuries, uh, 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 and we not really know what is with our uh, defender. Uh, and um, and 
what was before I come and when I come, we have some problems to create more chances and score goals. And our focus was more in this in this part of the team, but um, it was not so easy to to sign the right player in in January. You had some trouble uh, getting your own coaches and your own people to to help you at Hearts. Well, did you want to bring in more of your own of your own coaches? Um. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In the end, was um, my expectation to work was maybe a little bit different to the expectation from from the team before. But um, I can say I I worked in uh, in this time uh, with Andy Kirk is is a good example. He was there. He was a player in in Hearts. He he trained in the academy. The the young player and. I think um, it was good to, to have him in, in, in my coaching staff and uh, I think he worked also very hard to to bring the, the success back to, to, to the club. Um, but uh, what I said, very similar to, to the team, I, my expectation was, well, my, my ambitions was a little bit different and um, you need time to change things. And in the first time, um, when I come, I, I come alone. I think that was not the best situation for me. Uh, maybe my English was not not good enough. And our German and, is uh, terrible, though, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> said it in UK. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when you when you come, um, uh, and when I when I went to to Barse, I bring two coaches with me. Um, and for me, it was and we have a little bit more time. We start in the preseason, but uh, um, both spoke uh, German and English. Was good for for um, for talking about some things and um, and for translation for for my ideas to to the squad. I think this was a little bit not optimal. Not yeah, it can be better than um, uh, when you come and say. Um, the opposite to the things before, and you say it in, in maybe, um, uh, well, maybe you can better explain it better in English than I can do it in the first time. Um, I think there's a lot of new things, and you need details to, to, to change it. And um, this was not optimal in this time, I think, but. Uh, um, it was my decision, and uh, and I I want to help the club, uh, and uh, and N asked me to do it earlier than uh, we um, we uh, agreed, and uh, and I said okay, I want to help. I, I come earlier. I um, I come alone in the first time. Doesn't matter. I I want to help when when the club ha- need help. I am there. One of the other things I wanted to ask was um, the the media in Scotland. Uh, there were some stories about you, which, in my opinion, were were unfair. Um, they making fun of you for using ropes in training, uh, or um, that you that that you had messy hair, or or something like that. Did did you see these stories? Did you did you were you aware of this? Not really. Not interest me, but. Uh... This is um, this is I think similar to um, 
to to all medias in all 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 countries. They need stories. They need the be- the best is they need more <laughs> worse stories, but 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 or bad stories, but. Um, and uh, more people uh, like to le- to to read bad stories, but uh, uh, for me it was only the focus to to the team and uh, and and the club. And um, for me, it was that not not the reason to say uh, it's not right. Yeah. In the end, uh, when when you my my it's, it's also my 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 thoughts or my my opinion is. Um, when you work in this job, um, okay, you can criticize me for for not winning games and uh, for some performances, but uh, um, the the job is football, <laughs> not not uh, the other things. And when when you when you mean you you can say things about uh, uh, things outside from the pitch, this is not my problem. Yeah, and uh, I have my opinion, and uh, but um, yeah, I think some some um, some more focused for for all for the performance on the pitch would be better for 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 the team, for the club, for maybe some players. Uh, and the feeling was a little bit like uh, um, everything is important, but not the performance on the pitch sometimes for the player. Yeah, I, I think. Okay, I I take the responsibility for for the performances and for the results, but we all know I I cannot play the game. Yeah, we we uh, we we can say okay, we can prepare the the team and we can we we can train the team, but in in the moment when we start the game, uh, I think we um, also. The, the squad or the player or the team uh, take the resp- uh, responsibility for for the performance and I think we we a team not only the coach not only the the squad I think all in the club and we we try to do our best and um, yeah uh, it was in the short time not not good enough and despite that um, some heart supporters were still still liked you still um supported you even through some poor results why why do you think the supporters liked you so much and some some still do some some still say yeah. bring daniel stendel back uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> please come back i can say in doesn't matter. It was only a short time. I can say I do all to to help the club and to to bring the club back to to better results and to to the standing in Scottish football. What every everybody in in Edinburgh um, uh, expected, but uh, um, I think it's very difficult. It was a very difficult situation to to do that. And especially when you have only a short short uh, time to to do it, and um, and um, yeah, um, I can say I bring all my power, my energy to to help the club, and um, and um, and and uh, um, I'm not not there more, but uh, I would 
like to to bring the the club on the right way and uh, to to finish my work. But uh, it was another decision. This is this is the job, uh, not only in Hearts in in every every club. And um, I wish the club all the best. And I I, I see um, I think uh, when I see the results, sometimes I I, w- I watch. Uh, uh, the the score from from Hearts and I think they're on the good way to come back in the Premiership and this is the, this was everybody expected and everybody hoped that um, to come back after after the season. Excellent, thank you, Daniel. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, thanks for for the talk and um, yeah, I wish you all the best. That's all from Monday's episode of the Terrace Podcast. Be sure to check out all the other content that's going up this week, including on Patreon, which you can access at patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. Goodbye. This podcast is supported by SafeBand. SafeBand is the indigo silicon wristband that lets people know that you or a member of your family has been vaccinated to protect them from COVID-19. And with every safe band that's ordered by you, or people like you, we donate one to a frontline key worker or vulnerable member of the community. Slowly, life will return to how it once was. Until then, we're determined to get things back to normal for those who've taken the first step. Find out more by clicking the link in the description or visiting safeband.me. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.